Three, two, one. Welcome everybody to Lais and the Coach. We are back. It is Monday. Monday. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> <It's> September 19th. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we are staying true to what we have said. We are closing this year strong. We are talking to lots of the members of Team Forever. And today we have another special guest. Sean is with us Yay! today. She just did uh, one of our favorite categories, which is the transformation category at the WBFF Miami. Sean, welcome to the show. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. We are so happy for you to be here because uh, it has certainly been a journey. And I want to talk about all of it today because yeah. these are the things that I wish more people would hear because unfortunately, most people think that it is a clear path and straight line somebody decides that they want to get on stage and it's like all right i'll just work out and eat my food and every day will be you know butterflies and rainbows (laughs) and and i'll just get (laughs) so um first let's go back to what what made you decide to even pursue something like this Okay. So yeah, so we're going back a couple of years now. So, you know, I think just as a lot of, of moms who get to that point where the kids start to leave and you do the empty nesting thing and, and it's a very real thing. I, I, you know, you don't realize how real it is until everybody in the house is gone and you kind of go, well, it's just me now. Like, (laughs) what do I do? I I'm, you know, all the normal stuff stays there, all the house stuff stays there. But then when you don't have the kids to focus on and, you know, the school for them and all the extra stuff, you kind of, and you have to take that big, hard look at yourself. That's a big, scary thing. Cause you think, Oh my God, I'm in my forties. I should really know what I want to do with my life. And that is just not it by any means whatsoever. I was like, completely at a loss. I had no idea who I was anymore. Um, I had really, oh my God, it's been a super emotional week. So you guys will have to So that time was like super emotional. I had no idea like what I was going to do. I was very depressed and I, you know, I was um, just struggling with my identity and, and, just all of those things. And it was the most, I'm a very big believer in everything for a reason. I I think that everything happens for a reason. And ironically enough, one of Carrie's little Facebook ads came through and I never, ever, ever click on those things. And I did and filled it out. And I really liked her method and kind of gelled with that. And I joined her, um, her mindset group and she was obviously getting ready to compete for worlds. And um, I watched that pay-per-view to kind of stick it all in a nutshell and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then I saw, you know, all in the same time of watching it and looking at these girls and I was looking at my husband and I was like, I don't know, man, I don't, I could never be like one of those girls, you know, you watch them like, you know, for kind of bebop on the stage and they're so like, peppy and upbeat and like it's all of these glamorous things that I've never once saw for myself but just watching it I was like I want to do that like that just looks like so much fun and I'd always 
wanted to do something like that, you know, and I think growing up, you know, as a kid in the 80s and 90s, you know, when models were all six foot tall and 90 pounds, and it was never anything that was ever attainable for somebody that, you know, was five foot three or whatever the case may be. And then you see this and the way the world is changing so much with body image and everything. And then to see this and realize, oh my God, I think I could, I, I really want to do that. It just looked like a lot of fun. And I was been trying to make myself step out of my comfort zone, obviously, and then trying to figure out like what was something that I could do for myself and um, already just being in the fitness industry and being a little bit of burnout from just teaching and needing something else to kind of, to, uh, to get myself going again, you know, and, right. and finding something that I wanted to do that was fun, you know, and not that teaching wasn't fun anymore, but I'd been doing it for so long. And it was like, you know, I, I do all of this, not for me, obviously it was everything for everybody else. And I just was right. like, man, it would be nice to do something at some point in time for myself, especially now that I don't have anybody to focus on really, but myself. So that's such a big one because along the way, like we've said all the time, like so many moms, right? Like they do so much for everybody. Why do you think that happens? Like, why do moms specifically pour so much in and along the way almost lose themselves? Because I think you start to feel guilty if you start to look at yourself. At least for me, that's what it was. It was almost like, um, I, 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 I'm not I'm trying to think of the words. For, it's like, you just it's almost like feeling selfish, you know what I mean? And and I think we get programmed throughout our lives that we're supposed to just give and give and give and give and for take your care of. And, yeah. And take care of, and your whole life should revolve around, you know, everybody else. And then I think that's why, you know, I think after when kids leave, I think that's why divorces get so high because you've lost your relationship with your husband and you don't even know who, each other are anymore because you've been so focused with the kids and then when everybody's gone and you just got to look at each other and you don't even know each other anymore you know you spent so much time going two completely different ways you know um taking care of your career and I've been real fortunate that I was able to work out of the house and take care of the kids you know from home while while Richard worked and I did work a lot once the kids got older but we were real fortunate to be able to do that and then um, I think that's kind of a double-edged sword because then you are, you lose that identity if you're not working and don't have a career and then the kids go away. And I, I think it's like, I think they feel like they're being selfish if you take the time um, to focus on yourself because totally. you know, God forbid that we do anything, anything. you know, for us, you know, so, you totally. know, and I, I, I enjoy taking care of the kids and I enjoy taking care of my husband. And, and that's a hard, that's a hard switch when you're so used to just being a mom and a homemaker. What were like, when you, when you were looking at that stuff in that moment, right? Like you're watching everybody on stage. What were some of the things that you thought you were going to have to do if you decided to go on that journey? I thought I would have to change my personality. 
um, I think that was one of the biggest things because uh, I just watched and I keep using the word bebop because they were just so energetic, you know, and that just the, you know, the, I, I remember this one girl in particular and just watching her just bounce around the stage and, you know, they look so beautiful and everything. And I just thought, there's no way, like I, I <laughs> girl, like I'm not that, that kind of girl, you know, I've always kind of been the tomboy and the, you know, the playing in the dirt and the no makeup and, you know, my jeans and my t-shirts and to, to think of myself in that big glamorous, like the, the big costumes and the makeup and the bikinis and, and the posing like that and, and, and the modeling, I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. But then at the same time, I was like, well, you know, let's see what, happens. <laughs> right. what happens. Why not? Let's just, let's just see and go for it anyway. So That's it awesome. was, uh, it was, it's something like, I, it's something I've always wanted to do in the fitness industry. I've always loved it. And I just never thought that I could, like, I just never thought I would be able to one, get myself to look anything remotely close to even putting myself up there. Um, but to even just overcoming just the mindset of being able to put myself out there in front of everybody, which was still a challenge even up until before you even step <laughs> we'll, get there. We'll, get, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there now when you started your journey right and you're like all right like I'm, I'm gonna do this did you find uh that there were obstacles along the way um because life doesn't stop for any of the competitors because i talk with my gonna hands be on camera for everyone to see were there um, obstacles along the way that you found that made it more challenging than expected or, or specific to you? Just because, you know, I really want to drive the point home that, you know, it's not just like all of a sudden you become this fitness competitor and now you're an athlete 24-7. Oh, no, it was, um, I think, you know, I, I didn't have a real healthy body image um, for myself. So, you know, in my head, it was uh, the less you ate, the that was better. So that was a huge shift for me was learning how to eat the food. Um, and, you know, and in dealing with, you know, my friends, they, your friends don't understand when you can't just go do the things, you know what I mean? And I have one in particular she's always like well when you're eating your crazy food I'm like I don't eat crazy food I eat normal food I'm like you know I'm not doing anything out of the ordinary I just you know I can't go sit down and go eat a Big Mac with you if you want to you know what I mean like it's just not you know but I can't do that so I think that was um part of that was probably part of the biggest part for me was is really learning and trusting obviously trusting coach on being okay with eating the food um, and um, allowing myself to eat the food without um, self-sabotaging and thinking that I'm eating too much. Uh, I, I was raised in a house of, if you just lost five pounds, if you just lost five pounds, if you just lost this, if you just lost that. And um, so that was a, that was a real hard thing. Um, with the food. 
um, you know, and, and then just life in, in general, you know what I mean? We own, we own a business and, you know, we have employees and when those types of stresses and stuff, and sometimes maybe you want to go out and have some cocktails and, and things like that. And, you know, it's just that little bit of a shift of, well, you know, what's more important is, is this right here more important or do I go do this? Um, you know, it's, uh, you, you either make the time or you don't, I feel like you either make time to be sick or you make time to go to the gym, you know? And, and I guess for me, that fitness is always something it's kind of been my, it helps my head. You know, I I could have a tendency to be depressed if I don't, if I don't exercise. So the fitness part of it was actually, um, that's the easy part for me, the easy part, the food was, um, is, is, and still, and still, you know, coach, I mean, it's still probably the most challenging thing for me, even still, um, is the food and, uh, it, I well, was, what, what exactly about the food, like eating as much as you have yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Eating as much. Cause when you say that, if, if the person's watching, it doesn't know, they might think you're like starving, right? Or oh, like, yeah, no, no, I'm not you eat, like broccoli and chicken, boiled chicken. <laughs> no, no, actually quite the opposite, you know? Right? It's completely the opposite. No, you eat all the food. I mean, it's like so much food, even when you look at it and you're like, oh my God, you want me to eat five times? I'm like, you want me to eat five times today? I'm like, what? I don't want to eat five times. And, and, you know, and you have to make that time to do that. And, And when you slack, one, you feel it in your body. Once you get in that routine of eating the food, man, if you could bottle and I know Laisa and I have talked about it. Like if you could bottle the way you felt once you get your like food under control. Your body like, right. Yeah. Oh my God. It's amazing. Like it's amazing how good you feel that so much energy and it it's, it makes a world of difference and it takes time. I mean, being conscious of what you're putting in your mouth is, is the hardest. I mean, for me, it is the hardest part. And you think it's as easy as just weighing your food and it really is but you have to be dedicated to do that and some people like you know when I first started and I had dropped quite a bit of weight because I was a lot heavier um the biggest comment that everybody would ask me was did I do it on purpose and I'm like what do you mean they're like are you okay did you do it on purpose and I just want to be like man I must have been really large for you to be asking me if I did it on purpose. Yes. I'm not sick. Yes, I did it on purpose. Um, and believe it or not, I'm eating more now than I've ever eaten in my life, you know, and, and everybody who asks me, I always tell them, you know, you guys think that we're eating boiled chicken breast and brown rice and, and, and that's not it. I can have a burger. A lot of flexibility. I want one, you know, and that's, you know, and I, I get that question. So a lot, like, what do you, my doctor asked me that she's like, so what are you doing? Do you just work out all the time and don't eat? I'm like, <laughs> no, that I'm like, you're, I just wanted to be like, you're a doctor. You don't eat, you know, that that is not even feasible. Right. Like, you know, that's just, the thing. A lot of times yeah. you, know, you would think, but they don't. No. <laughs> oh my think. gosh. 
It's crazy. I was like, no, I actually eat a ton of food, good food. If I was more creative, it would be even better. But I just find the things that are easy and I just kind of stick to it, you know, and then I'll do some recipes that you guys show. We then then I'll just see, you know, I know Coach sees I'll eat like the same thing like days in a row. (laughs) But I actually want to go back a little bit to something you said, because I think it's really important. The the way that you feel while training or because of exercise or post-workout. I always, I've always talked about the importance of making it to the workout or to the gym or to that, that moment of time because of the after effect. We are all doing a million things, right? We're all tired. We all feel sluggish, but no one has ever regretted a workout. No. And even though you know it at the moment that you're done. As soon as the workout is over, you're like, I'm so happy that I did it. There is still always a hesitation to even go do it, right? Oh, it's so interesting. Because you always feel 100 100 times better. For you, how important of a role does that play inside of this goal and just in general? Uh, So important, so important. Um, I mean, because like I said before, the the mental clarity and it's almost like it's better than any pill you could ever pop I mean you know what I mean and it it sucks man yeah sometimes I don't want to get out of bed and it's cold you know what I mean and you don't want to leave and put on your gym clothes and you know the the bed is cozy you're snuggled with your pups the last thing you want to do it's 27 degrees outside is get up and go work out but when I'm done even right now with my injury, I'm getting up, I'm going, I do the stairs and I do the elliptical and I try to get in at least an hour, even with, you know, with my, and that's, that's all I can do right now, but it makes me feel so much better. Being done is, it's totally worth everything and worth all the pain, worth, you know, worth all the discomfort, worth it all. And then I like to feel, and I, I love a challenging workout. I like to feel like I'm about to die in my workout because when I'm done, then I feel like I've accomplished something, you know, and I I guess, you know, that kind of gets me in trouble too, because I, I know either like full on or nothing. And I've learned here, especially with this injury, I can't not do nothing. I have to keep myself, um, at least doing this little bit that I can, um, cause if I didn't, yeah, I would be, it would be so much worse for me. The, the, the benefit of the exercise in my head and the clarity that it, it is worth every, it's worth everything. Um, Even for the person who hates exercising, you, like you'll still experience the same thing. Cause I know sometimes oh, yeah. I've had people ask me, like, do you actually like to do it? And it's like, yeah, some yeah. days I don't feel like it. Right. right? But it's like, I like to do it, but there, it hasn't always been this way. There was a time where I dreaded having to go do it. And I'm like, I just have to do it. I just have to do it. And at some point you enjoy doing it. But even when you hate doing it, you always walk out of it feeling better than you've walked into a hundred percent of the time. I always try to tell like, you know, cause I do like you know, people that are like, Oh, I hate to exercise. I hate to exercise. I said, well, yeah, but then what do you like to do? Do you like to go dancing? Oh yeah. I love to. Well then maybe do a Zumba class. 
You know, nobody said you have to go in there and just throw weights. Lift weights. Yeah, exactly. You know, find something that you really enjoy and do that. You know, if you like to dance, do a Zumba class. That community is so, that's, you know, a lot of people start there. It's such a nurturing community and it's so much fun. And it really is just going in there and just dancing and having a good time. And then, you know, and I, I, I'm a big fan of the group fitness, you know, world just because it's nice to have some and then you find people that you like to work out with and then that accountability and it's like oh I didn't see you You weren't in class yesterday where were you and then so you feel like oh I I I gotta be there because they're counting on me to be there and you know and you you find that that gym family you know and it's so nice because even when we go you know we go to the same gym every morning and it's our same you know they notice oh I haven't seen you in here in a few days or you know, or whatever. And it it really makes, it makes you accountable, but it also starts to feel like a family. And then you want to go see these people, you know, I want to go to the gym and see, you know, all my like-minded, because it's important, I think, to find people who are, are like-minded with you. Because if you don't change your, your, if you don't change your tribe, yeah. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to go out and have a good, you know, and, and exercise and don't want to live that lifestyle. It, it's real easy to pull yourself, especially if you haven't created that habit to pull yourself right out of going right back into not doing anything. Yeah. Now throughout your journey, were there moments in time uh, that you were able to notice that you were moving in the right direction and were they noticeable or, or did they happen by accident? So in the beginning, I, I, in the beginning, when I first started, I think I noticed, I noticed big changes in my body when I started feeding it correctly. Um, because I, you know, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't super heavy when I started with you, but my body did not look anything like it did a month and a half into working with you. And I, I think that definitely the pictures and looking at yourself on a regular basis um, makes a big difference. So I guess it kind of happened accidentally when it was, you know, I start to take those, the check-in pictures and looking at my videos from posing, um, you know, just watching those. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at my legs. Oh my gosh, look at, you know, look at my stomach. Oh my God, look, you know, look at that. And, and it's, I was so amazed at how I looked from eating so much more food and how much better my body looked from feeding it correctly. So I guess it was kind of on accident, really. I mean, I was just, you know, I, I, it's going to sound funny. I like to be told what to do. So I like for you to tell me exactly what you want me to do. And then I can do it. If I have to um, come up with it on my own, aside from like a workout or whatever, then it's, but if you tell me, okay, I need you to eat this and this and this and this, that first prep for me was like perfect. I wish this prep, I would have done like I did that prep. Um, That first prep was, was perfect for me. And I, I really was like dialed in and, and all of those things. And so I, um, so I think it was more of a just looking at the pictures and going, oh, man, wow, look at that. I didn't even know my body could. Those pictures are so important. Like no so one realizes because we look at ourselves in the mirror every day. And we may or may not see the changes, right? Like we'll oh, feel yeah. that. 
But when you start to see pictures and when you start to see videos and you start to put them side by side, like that's really like where the matter Or sometimes is. you go through the day so fast that you don't really have an opportunity to even notice. Yeah. yeah. And in addition to that, I also think that a lot of times we all have an image in place of what we look like. And unless it's drastic, it's not noticeable. Mm-hmm. So until you stop, you know, and again, take a picture of yourself and then look at the differences, then a lot of times people miss it. A lot of times people miss the changes yeah. um, that are happening because sometimes they're small, right? And it takes time for them to add up, but they do add up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually funny that you say that because it took a long time, even after losing the size, because I was so big for so long that even um, it would be like if I'd see myself in pictures with other people, like, and I'd go, and I have to take a different a second look and be like, who is that? And I'm like, oh my God, that's me. I had no idea, like, I was that size, you know? And I think that was a, a, a big click for me. I'm like, because you do, when you spend so much time being heavy, um, it, it is hard to wrap your mind around the fact that, oh my God, maybe I don't, I'm, I'm not, you know, 180 pounds anymore, you know, or I'm not almost 200 pounds anymore. So you being over, being that weight for so long, it, until you see it constantly and constantly, even still now, there would be times I'll look at those pictures and I'm like, I still can't even believe that I look like, I can't even believe that I look like that, you know, and, you know, standing next to Richard sometimes and, you know, I, you know, I was a lot heavier in the beginning and stuff and standing next to him now. And it's like, I'm so tiny. And it's like, I, I never looked at myself as, as a tiny person, you know what I mean? When now it's like, oh, who knew I was that small and <laughs> so, you know, cause you, you grow up in life and you think, oh, you know, I'm just a thick chick, you know, I'm just one of those girls. I'm just thick, you know? everybody's just thick. No, you're not just thick. You just, you know, we don't, we're not big bone. That's not what it is. You know, (laughs) we all have the same bone size. It's not it. You're not just big bones. You got some extra meat on there and it's unhealthy. So I, um, so no, it was, it wasn't a really, and I, I still, and this day, I still have these moments where I look at the pictures and I'm like, wow, it's, it's a, it's weird to look at that, to see, to see how much my body has changed like that. That's amazing. Awesome. Now, along the way, like, you know, obviously life still kept happening. There was work and there was this and there was the other thing. How did you navigate the, the like, making sure that you got your training, that you got to your food, but you still had all the other things to do? Well, I just, I mean, I, I kind of created a little schedule for myself. I'm a morning workout. I like to get my workout done first thing in the morning. And um, so that was just my... Fortunately, my route, that routine didn't change. So I go straight to the gym in the morning, get home and I make my food and then get myself ready for my day. And then you just, um, we've been fortunate in the world right now where every, most people work from home. So I had that convenience of my kitchen is right there. I just make my food and, you know, and, and just keeping myself on that routine. I'm not, I probably could have been better if I stretch, like 
I never put like a time on my meal. You know what I mean? It was, I never put a time, like I need to eat by this time. I feel like maybe if I did, I probably would have got, I would have been better with my meal. Cause sometimes you would get towards the end of the night and I'm like, oh my God, I still have two meals I need to do, you know? And so then I'm like, uh, all right, well, then I'll eat this and then drink a protein shake. You know, um, I, I did find in the beginning that I was supplementing a lot of protein shakes to for meals just to get my protein and stuff in because I had a tendency of like letting those last couple of meals dry right. down because you're not hungry. And, and that's what the people, they, you know, that's the misconception. Need to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're not hungry. So you're not thinking about eating. I'm, you know, I'm not thinking about, oh my God, I'm so starving. I can't wait till I get to my next meal. I'm thinking, okay, I got to get to my next meal and eat because I have to eat my food. Not because I'm so hungry. I think that's one of the things that that needs to be talked about more. It's a lot of times, a lot of conversations revolve around people are snacking, we're picking, we're doing this, and they think that it's a bad habit. And because because of the interaction that I have with a lot of people, one of the things I know is like, you don't have a bad habit, you're hungry, and you don't even realize that you're hungry. And because you're waiting so long to eat, you gravitate toward just picking on things. Yeah, something when, quick. When you should have had a meat, you know, when yeah. you should have had some food. Yeah. Um, but because the day isn't structured or because it's not a priority yeah. or because you don't know what you should do or because you're constantly pursuing those next five pounds, right? Then you're not even paying attention to the fact that maybe you're just hungry. And all this yeah. picking is because you're hungry, because you're not eating the right way in the first place and the same thing can be said about energy right like you always need another cup of coffee you always need another energy drink you always have that different energy at three o'clock and it's like you're probably freaking hungry right (laughs) you're probably not well fed you're probably not well fueled uh and if you are then it's probably like if you are from a calorie standpoint right because it's like you eat junk but obviously you have enough calories going in but it's like but then what kind of foods right like are you eating and how often are you eating them like you're saying so it's like a lot of times the picking, the gravitating toward junk, or even the, how tired people are is because they're just not eating as much as they need to. And no one ever thinks that. No one that wants to lose weight ever could possibly think that the reason why that they, they need to lose weight and the, the thing that they need to do is eat more. It's the oh, opposite. No. Think you're like, I need to close my mouth. I just need to learn how to close my mouth. I grew, I grew up listening to that. Yeah. You know, like, what diet did you do? I closed my mouth. It's like, all right, well, that's going to backfire. You know, like, yeah. the body needs food. We need food. I, I have a, a friend of mine. Um, that's her whole thing. I, I'm, I preach to her all the time. I'm like, you're not eating enough food. She's like, yeah, but then if I eat and then I'm getting, no, you're starving yourself. So you're going to lose weight, but it's not going to be sustainable. And then when you do eat, you're going to, you're going to gorge yourself. So it's no. not going to be the right amount of weight. Cause like no. you always say, no one wants to lose muscle, right? Like everyone wants to lose weight, but wants to be tight. It's not yeah. a thing if you're losing everything. Um, oh, no, that was a whole big thing. This last, like, I told Richard, I was like, I'm not eating my food. I'm not hitting my food. My weight is dropping. I'm losing muscle because I can't go to the gym. I'm like, just, he's like. <laughs> I love it, too, when people say, if I look at a piece of cake, I gain weight. Or if I look at a slice of bread, it's like, you probably need some more bread in your life or some more cake. Right? <laughs> like, you're probably not eating anything. 
Uh, but yeah, that's counter. That's a mindfuck for most people. Oh, like, no. You're heavy. You need more food. People are like, no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's a lot, there's a lot of things that as an industry we need to do better at. But I but it, it's it becomes increasingly difficult because a lot of what's happening is that people have their minds made up about what needs to happen. And a lot of what they're looking for is something to validate that what they're thinking is is the way it is. And that's typically the, the direction that, that they go in. Because there's so much information now. And there's so many things. And instead of all of us having gotten better, it's getting worse. Yeah. You know, I agree that it's getting a lot worse. And I think that with all of the, uh, the body shaming now that everybody's like, so anti body shaming, and I don't feel like it's necessarily body shaming. If you say that somebody needs to lose, it's not about not loving your body. It's about not being healthy. You know, and I don't right. know. whatever, whatever happens to about loving your body, you got to right. make sure that it's good. <laughs> yeah, well, I, exactly. It's like, you know, and it's like, oh, you can't say this about so and so just because that they have some extra weight. Well, what about her health? You know, or what about his health? You know, you know what really bothers me about that? Because you just open a fucking can of worms with that. Because <laughs> I feel the same way. You can never call someone heavy or tell them that they're that they're unhealthy or tell them like you're really gonna eat that McDonald's or you're really gonna eat that thing. Not to demonize McDonald's because I freaking love McDonald's and I eat right. it. But insert thing, right? Like no one, like you can't say that, right? But if you work out, like wow, like you're really obsessed. You're really gonna put on some more muscle, you're gonna really weigh your yeah. food again. You, you know, you're going to eat, drink all those protein shakes. Like, so it's okay to shame the person that yeah. is working on it. That's caught like paying attention, right? Like you can talk all the shit you want about these obsessed people, you know, who just want to look good and who are vain yeah. and who are measuring the food and who don't eat anything and who don't have fun. You have a lot to say about that, but you can't talk about the heavy person that's right. shitting on their health. Right. That's not okay. So yeah. you can either shake before you can't. You can't pick yeah. which person. You can't walk because your knees are so bad because you can't hold the weight. You know what I mean? And you think, oh no, I just have a bad knee. No, your knee is telling you that you got too much weight on your body and you gotta do something. You can't say it. anything anymore, but only oh my God. That, only about the people that are either lazy or on a bad track. Because I, anybody who's doing anything, you can say whatever you want. I posted a meme a few months ago on Facebook I had to take down because it triggered so many people like I wanted to be like well obviously you're feeling this so maybe you know oh my god you should have never taken that down you should repost oh my god I think it said something about you don't not have time you're just lazy you're not this you're doing that and boy it triggered Everybody, everybody was like, I'm not lazy. I, 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 I do well, the shoe fits, right? And I'm like, whoa, all right, slow down there, killer. I'm like, well, I'm not, I said, this was more for me than you, but if you felt like it spoke to you, then maybe you do need more time to. You're way nicer than me. Yeah. I think, listen, I think, you could trigger think away, motherfuckers. Overall, <laughs> I think the, the challenge in, in today's world is that everyone has a voice and a platform and everybody's paying attention to what everybody says. But unfortunately, uh, what we're looking for in a lot of cases is the people that agree with our thought process. And we are also quick to react that somebody that is not in line with what we're saying, um, even if, if the things that you're saying are 
fact-based, right? You know, because because in in our world of fitness and health, you know, we rely a lot on on math and science, and you know, yes. very little on feelings and emotion. And you know, a lot of things are not really up for debate, but it's it's the kind of situation that we're all in where everybody wants to scream and yell about the things that you know should be happening instead of like you know what look within and and it's okay if you don't want to work out and you don't want to eat in a way that supports whatever but it's not okay to complain about it it, and it's not okay to point the finger at somebody that is paying attention especially when you're the first one that don't want the finger pointed at you yeah but anyway yep i agree everybody 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 gets their feelings hurt these days right. very yeah. easily. Very easily. Talk about that shit. Carry so, on with questions. Back to your podcast. So, along the way, you changes. Now, as your show date was getting closer, um, what were some of the things that you found that were more difficult uh, that maybe surprised you about the entire process or the journey? Oh, um, the posing for me, I thought was going to be a lot easier. Like I thought this will be, you know, I've always been a dancer and I've always thought that I moved fairly gracefully. And when you have to like put those, you know, when you have to walk that certain way and those things, that was a little more challenging for me than I thought that it would be. Um, ironically enough. So that was probably one of, I mean, aside from, you know, the get thinking about getting on stage and all that stuff, but that posing was, was a little more challenging for me than I thought it was going to be. Um, as far as like getting close to the show, uh, so that and show related, that was probably the, that was probably it. Um, other than that, I mean, I, you know, the whole thing was so far out of my comfort zone in general that, uh, yeah, it, it was a uh, the whole. It thing. was all a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> it was all a surprise. I didn't have any expectations of it, so I was yeah. It was all a surprise for sure. Now take us through through show weekend. Like you know, you arrive at the hotel. Did did it feel? When did it feel like this is really happening for you? Did it happen? When you got in the car on the way down, did it happen when you checked in? When did it feel really real? Well, you know, it's so funny because we had that hurricane going on, right? That's right. And so Rich was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. I don't know if the show's... I was like, you have to stop saying this because like you said, everything is fine. And so (laughs) that is what I'm going by. She said, everything is fine. We are still going nothing is changing. And it probably wasn't until probably uh, check-in, the first check-in. Like with him? Yes, with him. Like check-in with the coach, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if I like checked into the hotel. Yeah, like once I got in and everything, and, you know, and, and the photo shoot was like so much fun and all of those things. But I think because I had already done several photo shoots and, and that was just like, you know, that was just having a good time and the makeup and everything. I think once we went in for in-room check-in that first night, cause we didn't even get to do the hallway posing or like anything. So mm-hmm. that in-room check-in was like, Oh my God. Okay. Like this is it. 
And so, then I totally got all in my head because you were like, I need you to eat some protein and go take a walk. And in my head, in my little crazy head, I heard, you're not ready. You need to go exercise. So <laughs> I, so that was like, oh my God, I, what am, what am I doing? Like, I, I'm not ready for this. Like coach just told me I needed to go take a walk. So that means that I'm just not even ready. And, you know, and so the next morning I woke up and like had a complete meltdown, like totally in my bed and was like, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. I don't look like any of these girls and I'm not anywhere prepared like these girls, you know, like you do the whole comparison thing, you know what I mean? And um, so that was uh, probably the first time that I was like, holy shit, what have I done? Like, what did I get myself into? Yeah, like, what have I done? How many people have the, who the hell do I think I am moment? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that was it. I mean, total Saturday, I was like, who do I, yeah, exactly. Who do I think I am? Why do I think that I can get up there and, and do that? Like, who am I? Bebop. Bebop. Yeah. And bebop on the stage. You go, through, you go through every day. You're like, all right, I got this. Like, Carrie, like, you have your moments of doubt, like you food, you train, you practice posing, you design your bikini. Like, you're just going through it. And then you get there and you're like, what the fuck? Like, who do I think I am? Like, I went through that much for the show too. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, what the fuck? Oh, no, my, no, no. 100%. And I was like, oh my God. He's like, no, dude. He's like, you're here. We're not going anywhere. He's like, you're in it now. So you might as well just suck it up. You're not going anywhere. And I'm like, oh my God. But I, I, and 100%, the who do I think I am that I can go do this? This is insane. Mm -hmm. You know? And then that morning check-in came full circle because coach was like, nope, listen, you're ready. And once you said that to me, that was like, that was it. That was all I needed. I was like, okay. You know, what's really interesting about all of that? Like we go through this journey for ourselves, right? Like, or we should, like, like you said, you were lost. You had no identity. You wanted to work on your physique. You, you wanted something for you. You wanted to have fun. Look at all these girls up there, bebopping, whatever. Bebop. Having fun. And then we get there and all of a sudden, who do I think I am has everything to do with other people. Everything to do with like, what are these people going to think of me? And it's like, what people? Yeah. And even if they think like, whoa, like what the fuck's wrong with her? What the fuck does it matter? Like, yeah. how does that impact? You're not even going to know that they're thinking that, you know? And it's like, it's so crazy, which is why like this trans, this process is so transformative in my opinion, internally, even more so than externally. Uh, it's so crazy how much we put, and I know that we're up there to get judged, but it's so crazy how much we put what we are doing and everything that we worked on in the hands of like, what are strangers going to think versus like, holy shit. Like I fucking made it here. Look at me go, you know, I transformed, I made it here. Like, this is awesome. Like, no, like we immediately, it's such human nature to, yeah. to be worried and to be stressed about what other people, what strangers are going to think about us, how we look, what we're doing, how we're doing it. And it's like, that's such a thing that like most humans, myself included, should break because it doesn't serve anybody. No. You know what I mean? Like it's such a bad habit that we all have. And it's so like, just, it just happens. Like you're not even thinking about it. And that's just how you like you feel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, am I saying that? Change, like do the thing you do. Interpret. Right? Interpret. 
Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said it But I do want to go back to like for context. Uh, if you're listening, the, the walk was for digestive purposes, cabin fever, and because I could see a little bit of anxiousness there. And back to what we said a few minutes ago, movement is medicine, right? Yes. So the walk. Right? Movement is medicine. These podcasts are so good. <laughs> the the premise behind the walk was to breathe more and, and to get the blood circulating, to get out of the hotel room. Like chill. Like, you know, it was more about that than anything. And I think it's it's a tool that's underutilized because the same way we, we use it in that moment, it's honestly something somebody could do anytime. Anytime. Like, like if you're like right now, if you are not listening to this podcast or watching it while you're on the treadmill or the stairs or the elliptical and and you're feeling a little bit funky it's like go for a walk go for a 10 minute walk breathe some fresh air like it's so transformative and not for nothing but if you weren't ready or if you your physique was all jacked up a walk the day before your show wasn't going to be what was going to fix it (laughs) obviously obviously because if it was that easy that would be great (laughs) it would be amazing but okay. yeah, no, just in my little, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so how did it feel when you went to get your, your tan and your hair and your makeup? How was, how was all well, that? So that is just so, well, that, that is just so fun, right? Like to get the makeup done. And I will tell you when I sat down show day, when I sat down to get my hair done, I did have a moment of like, she's she was talking to me and I went to talk and it was like, not like nothing was making sense that was coming out of my mouth. And I had to literally stop and be like, Oh my God, I'm so like, I total marble mouth could not get my words out. And I was like, I don't know what's going on with me right now. I'm like, I can't even talk. I was like, I had to give myself a minute to just, and that was like first thing in the morning, just pull myself together. But I, Everybody was so nice. You know what I mean? I, I, everybody was so nice. The, the, you know, the tan, oh, getting all of that is just never did I ever think that I would enjoy that so much. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think that, um, going back to, you know, I don't think enough women realize that if they did that for themselves every the once power. in a while, what that does. You know what I mean? Like to, to, to get glam and to, to feel beautiful and, and to do those pictures and to see those, um, to look at yourself in, in a different light like that is, is super empowering. And, and just, you have to, and I think, and it's all for you. Like that was all for me. It doesn't matter for anybody else. It just made me feel so good. And it really, like I said, it helps so much that everybody is so not, everybody was so nice. And, and I know that, you know, and, and I had, I had no expectations. I only know what you guys have told me. And, and Lais has only ever said that the girls have always just been nice. I'm sure that you have the ones on occasion that you probably run into and it can get a little bit nasty and catty. I, I never, I didn't experience any of that back there. I want to go back to the pretty thing because you're so right. Most people underestimate how important it is to have a moment where you just feel pretty always in general. I think that's the thing, but especially nowadays with social media, 
because we get to watch everyone's highlight reels in those little squares every day. You get to see the girl with the flawless hair, with the flawless skin, with the, with the, with the outfit and with the makeup and with this. And it's like, while you're crazy doing your laundry, right? Like in between cooking and you, a picture pops up and you're like, oh my God, imagine what, like how I would feel or what it would be like to be that pretty. <laughs> but that put together, you know, because it's not even like I would want to look like someone else. Like it's more like, when you're in your everyday flow and you see something like that, like it feels not only bad, but like you're so far from it and to have a day where you can be that person too. And you can feel what that feels like instead of just looking at someone else doing it is very empowering, you know, because who doesn't want to feel pretty. And I, it's, and it carries over. Like it, I noticed that for me, it carries over. It carries into my everyday. Like when we do date night, I care what I look like in, you know, I, and I want to be a little bit dressy and I want to wear the heels, you know what I mean? When normally I would just throw on some flip flops or whatever with my jeans, you know, it, it does a little switch in there where you're like, Oh yeah, that's in there. And I know that I can do that. And I want, and, and you want to, I, I want to look like that after that. Now, you know, whenever we do have date night, I, I want to look nice for myself and for, for him. And, and it, it does make a little switch in there because you don't get to see yourself like that ever, you know? I mean, and, I, and I, and I honestly believe that those are the transformations that we are actually pursuing, but along the way they get lost with some of the stage stuff. Yeah. Right. And I also believe that without the stage part, then a lot of these don't happen. Yeah, it's a catch-22 with this. At the same time, you know, all the things that you said are, you know, awesome, right? Like, here's a weekend where, you know, you've been eating well and training and your body's transformed and it culminates in hair and tan and makeup and you feel good and look good. It's like, who wouldn't want something like that, right? But unless that sage moment wasn't what you were working for, then along the way, you wouldn't have been as consistent and committed and had the level of continuity necessary, right? Because unfortunately, if you had signed up to go on a cruise, then you were going to cancel it. And even going out on stage changes you because you do the thing you never thought you would. So that goal at the end is what makes you actually do it. And then doing the thing changes like what you think you can do, how you feel about yourself, the reputation you built with yourself, the confidence. So that is a magical combination. But then what you should take away from it, not you, like everybody isn't like, oh, but this right here wasn't like this. Or my glutes are like, oh, you should be like, fuck, like I did that. And sure, I may want more to put in more work, but it's like now the the win is I get to go on date night and care about it. And now not only do I feel good about that, but my husband feels good about that. And how does that impact my relationship? How does that impact my mood? Because what really matters is who you go home as on Monday and how your life continues not one weekend, you know, you can't put in all that work to just enjoy one weekend. Like the goal is, is who you transform into and how that carries over to the other, the other areas. But without the goal, like you were saying, you can't transform. You can't. Oh my God. This all. whole entire experience. And, and I, you know, it's a big shout out to you guys because one, the team that you guys put together, those ladies are amazing. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, See, here's the emotion. It's, oh. so nice. <laughs> it's nice to be around women like that. 
who are encouraging for each other when, and not always in competition with each other. You know, um, that's just something I've dealt with a lot, you know, throughout, you know, I have a very, you get a small core group. And even though you think that they're your best friends, there's always some kind of caddy competition going on. Right. And um, so the group that you guys have speaks volumes for you guys and what you allow and don't allow. And being a part of the team, um, I think being a part of the team, I needed maybe more than even the show, you know, um, just being involved and being a part of something that makes such a big difference for so many people. Just like we said, just not, um, when you don't do the things for yourself and stuff, it, uh, and having that encouragement and I, I, cause I will always be everybody's biggest fan. I, I love to see everybody succeed you know what I mean so it's always a little uncomfortable sometimes when somebody cheers for you you. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's kind of like oh yeah but you know because I cheer for everybody so just having um, the team that you guys have built uh, speaks volumes and then the example that Laïs leads it's you know I take away so much from everything that you put out there. It resonates a lot because, oh, Jesus. Sorry. It's real life. You're going to make me cry. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. I'm supposed to curse and be crazy, not cry, Sean. Get it together. Sorry. Good Lord. The, uh, the example that you lead is so powerful. Because when I first met you, when I first came on this team, oh, no. I was so intimidated. Oh. Like I told Richard, I was like, I don't know about her. I don't know. <laughs> I like, I've never been intimidated by anybody. I'm like, and oh. she like totally freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, I mean, your confidence and your power and you're just, you're just yourself is just. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's pretty magical. And, and that you give that out. What you do for people is priceless. Oh, thank you. I'm so sorry. No. It's been, um, it's, uh, you've really impacted my life a lot, both of you. And I know that, like, I'm not easy. I know I probably frustrate coach a lot sometimes <laughs> with my lack of food and, and these things. So, but uh, you know, a lot of times it's it's as as we do this more and more. I think that one of the things that that we want is to do our part in this process, right? Like we go into we go into this with you. And a lot of what we want is to facilitate the process for everyone. And I think a lot of times people come on and, and they like, oh, you know, I didn't do what you asked. I mean, it's like, we are ready for life to continue to happen inside of this journey. 
because for us, it doesn't stop. And we know going into this that it's going to come with ebbs and flows and waves and hard moments. And But that's part of the process. I don't even think that they're hard moments. I think that if you're expecting it, right, if you are expecting to have to pivot and you're expecting to or you're expecting for things not to be smooth, then that just becomes something that you are prepared for, right? It's like if you put directions on the GPS and it says that there is traffic and there's only one way to get there, then at least you know that you're going to sit in traffic for a little bit, right? So you're prepared. But for us, it's always to make sure that you guys along the way know that, you know, ultimately what we really want is for you to get what you just got, you know, out of this. That's, that's really all that, 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 that we that we could hope for it's really why we do what we do right 100 percent. Right? Like, we say it all the time like of course we all have kids to feed <laughs> but we would do everything that we do either way because it's like those are the reasons why we do it to be a part of that journey to see that transformation to see that change to be in it with you and we never look at it like someone's difficult or something and honestly just like as long as we're in it together like we're happy you just know? to go back to what you said like when laise did her first show I, I say this to all of you when you start. I say it to everybody. Anytime they talk about competing, it's like when you, whenever you do your first show, you will do it and you will come off stage and say, that was super cool. That was fun. I'm glad I did it. But, you know, I think that I'm going to pursue something, whatever, something else or different. Or you come off stage and you say, that was super cool. That was fun. I can't wait to do it again. And here's what I want to do. I want to work on this and do that. When Laís came off stage, the first thing she says is there's got to be another woman that wants to go through something like this because this was life changing. It wasn't even about me. It wasn't like you know, she wanted to do it again, but the first thing that she says is there's gotta be one more woman that wants to go through this. And I remember saying it because the show was in April, sorry, in in June June in Orlando. We lived in Miami at the time. I'm like the next show that we're gonna possibly be at is in Miami. Like we're from Miami. Like there's gotta be one mom, one woman in Miami that wants to do this with me because like some like people need to experience this, not the stage, like this journey. Right. You know what I mean? This that moment. That moment. Like who you come out as on the other side, everything you get to create, because it is magical. And like that was my very that that's been my drive. That was her reaction, one. you know, day one. And and I think that if if a lot if a lot of people looked at it from that lens, instead of just the bikini body lens then they would allow themselves to take the leap like you did. Even though they see the bebop, they're like, you know, maybe I can bebop too, you know, Um, or at least see it for a lot more than what it is than just that one moment on stage, because that moment goes really quick. You know, you spend more time getting your hair done and putting on makeup than you do spend on stage, you know, and the entire journey itself is so much longer. But if you let yourself go and 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 go all in on yourself, you can transform, so you, can transform you know time and be such a different version of you, you know. And I heard the other day, and I've heard it a few times in different ways, uh, people that criticize, you know, fitness competitions or fitness competitors and bodybuilding and whatever. And and I've heard it, I've heard variations of it, but it basically the gist of it is, you know, anybody that steps on stage, like to get judged based on the way they look is very insecure. 
because you want to work so hard to only look a certain way. And then you want to put yourself in front of other people for them to judge it, for them to tell you that you look good. Right. And then you want to post it on social media so that those people can tell you that you look good. And it's like, that's so not why we do it. Right. You know, and maybe there are people who do it for that reason. And if that fills them and that makes them feel good, then they should keep doing it. Cause at the end of the day, we get one go around here. Right. And we should do whatever makes us happy. But like, what you just said is why we do what we do. Like the belief that we have in the transformation that someone can have internal and external that spills into every area of their life, who they can create, who they can become, that it, that is why we do it. And if we use a stage and we use a moment where we're stepping up there and yeah, there are five people with pens in their hands, you know, making notes and so be it. But we don't do it so that other people can tell us how great we are, or how great you look. We do it because there's so much power behind going all in on yourself like that. And there are very few things that you can do or you can use to do that. That's why we do it. And that's why we continue to do it. And that's why we want all of you to do it. Right. And that's why we're on this journey with you. It isn't about any of that. And so back to what you're saying, if people focus on the anchor of why it's done, why they started, what they can get out of it, instead of the bikini competition, like you'll get so much more out of it and you'll have such an amazing time. Yeah, you know? 100%. 100%. So you're about to go on stage. You're next. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was so terrified, even like before. So we're waiting in line to do the parade first, you know, where we're in our gowns, our dresses from the night before registration. And then um, it was so funny because the one of the girls that was standing behind me, I didn't even realize that I looked so petrified, but obviously I did <laughs> because she kept rubbing my shoulders and she's like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, do I not look like I'm okay? I must really not look like I'm okay. Um, so, and then I was last, like completely last. Uh-huh. There's nothing worse than waiting in that lineup. It's like, oh my Lord. Completely last. Um, and before I went on, I, you know, I, I have a pretty good ability to just kind of like, okay, I can get myself there and then just block it out and get the, like all of the, okay, you're here now. This is it. Like all of the jitters, all the, everything, you just got to get it out. Like it's done. Um, so you're three, two, seven. sorry, I don't know why Siri started talking. Um, <laughs> Why does I Siri was, sound like a man to you? I was, you guys, my Siri is Australian. It's an Australian dude. Fuck, I would die. I can't stand accents. <laughs> Why is your Siri Australian? I set him up that way. You can change his voice. So if he's an Australian guy. Why you have an Australian man Siri, but carry on. <laughs> so before we... um before we get, I was very nervous, but I was very surprised that like, you know, and Rich was so great and I really tried to like find him so I could find somebody to focus on, but I couldn't find him in the audience. So I don't even know what I was looking at. I think I was just kind of like out. Um, but I, so I didn't feel like I was just kind of going through the motions. I, I wish I know now, whenever I do it again, I think I'll be able to enjoy it more in the moment. I was just so nervous and just 
for lack of a better way of putting it, just wanting to get it done. Like I just wanted to get the stage part done. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to get it done and get it behind me. So I didn't have to like, I was just so terrified, but once I did, I, you know, and I, not that I don't remember, I do remember it. I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't even really know how to describe it. It's, it went so quickly. And I think because I was kind of like a deer in headlights feeling that way. And I, I don't think I looked that way. I asked Rich, I was like, did I look like I was scared? No, not at all. Not at all. And he said, no, I didn't. So I, I, I um, so I was glad that that didn't come across that way. And, um, but I sent her when you got off. Yeah. Yeah. When I got off, I was like, good. And then it was right when intermission was going on. And I actually had a few people from the audience, like stop me and congratulate me. And like, it was like so weird and bizarre, you know? And I, um, and then I saw coach when I, right before I was going in and you were standing over there. Uh, and so definitely going back out in the gown was definitely a lot easier. Um, I think obviously because you're in the gown and then you can kind of just take a breath and it wasn't a whole lot, but I did find myself feeling like, okay, just get out there, get it done and and get back off the other side. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, let's just go. Let's just go. But when I was done, that's when it finally was like, I did that. Like, you can't tell me anything now. I did. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, now I can relax and enjoy the process. It's yes. <laughs> like, now I can relax. Now I have it behind me and now I can like relax. And then I got to kind of like take in like everything that I had just went through. But it takes a few days. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure takes a few days and um because yeah in the beginning before I went out there it was almost like I just kind of just shut it all down and was like okay just smile and go like just smile and go that's what you're gonna do just I think there's something about the unknown that's very like scary right it's like you don't know how you're gonna feel you don't know if you're gonna do okay you don't know if you're gonna fall you don't know how you look you don't know if you can smile you don't know if you're gonna remember your routine you don't know what that's gonna feel like like all those unknowns and then once you do it it's like okay, now I know. So the next show, I'll still be a little nervous because it is what it is, right? But I know, I know how it goes. I'm going to line up and then I do this and then these are the the people and I, what I can see, but I can't see like, you know what you're walking into. You're not walking into like unknown territory. Well, and you know, and before, like all the girls were having such a good time back there. They're like dancing around and like having a good time. And I'm just like, oh my God. Why are you guys dying too? what am I doing? You know? And they're like, just, everybody's just having a good time. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Right here. I'm just going to stand right here. And I want, you know, so going into the next, that's what I really want for myself for the next time is to relax in the beginning and then really let myself enjoy all of the behind the scenes and the backstage stuff like all of that stuff because it's like you said that stage is so such a small part of it all of that other stuff I want to enjoy and embrace more 
next. But because the stage is coming, it does cause some stress and some fear yes. that doesn't allow you to really be present with the other stuff because you know that's coming. And, and I think that overall, that is such a good observation, you know, because everybody that that wants to compete again has different things. You know, they're like, I'm going to try red instead of yellow or blue, or I'm going to work on my posing or insert thing. It's so good for you to stop for a moment and be like, you know what? I really want to enjoy being backstage and being yes. present. And, and the stuff that actually matters, really. You know, like, <laughs> that's such a cool thing to shoot for in addition to, to all the other things for that second go around. Because you go into that weekend with that intention. And that makes that time on stage even easier because yeah. you're, you're in that moment having such a good time and it's almost like the stage interrupts yeah. the good time you know and just reframing yeah. like you're there for the weekend you're not there for the stage right. right right the weekend is at least on our team composed of a lot more things than just your stage time mm-hmm. and yes we're there to get on stage and that's great and it's awesome and it feels great and it feel accomplished and you get to fuck oh, there's a bug in here you get to like <laughs> top it every time and all the things but you're not there just for that. Because if you're there yeah. just for that, and that's all you focus on, it's not as fun as like, I'm there for the weekend. And one of the things I'm doing that weekend is stepping on stage. Oh, it's yeah. No, the weekend, weekend. Yeah, the weekend experience was so, it was so much fun. You know, I, I enjoyed that so much. You know, the the photo shoot and meeting Max, and she was so fun to shoot with. And then, yes. and then meeting, meeting all some of the other girls that I haven't met yet. And you know, I, I really wish there would have been, I wish we would have had like more of the team there. I mean, it was, you know, I, I wish I would have been able to go to Atlantic City because you guys look like you had so much fun. Um, but you know, April's going to be amazing too. I know. I, so I'm, yeah. So either way, whether I compete or not, I will be there for April regardless. 100%. 100%. You know, part of this journey is just not getting on stage. It's being a part of the thing that you participate in no matter what, you know, and, and I say this to, to any competitor, like if you're, if you're a fitness competitor, you know, go to shows, even if it's not your show weekend, you know, teams or no teams doesn't matter. If you are in this world, then be a part of the things that are happening inside of the things that you like to do, regardless of whether or not you're at a show, because it's what yes. keeps you connected to your journey and to your process. It's what inspires you. It's what drives you. It's what like, shit, my show's coming up too. Like, you know, they leave shows with momentum. And a lot of times people don't realize that. They they only go to the things that pertain to them yes. and don't realize that it all pertains you know, all the shows you're about. All of it. Uh, because you should be a spectator and a fan of the of your hobby, of the, the thing, thing that you, you do, you know. Um, and and I think that for all competitors, you know, that that's something that a lot of times they miss. Um, because you know, honestly, just never brought up. Oh, no, I'm really looking forward to, like, enjoying all of the show festivity stuff without having to walk on the stage. Yes. <laughs> 100%. 100%. I, I'm going to be real honest. Like, I, you know, I, I would, I, like, Jen and all of them, I, they had so much fun. You know, like, I I would love to be able to go. Just have fun. Yeah, just go and have fun without having to. And But that is my goal for next show is definitely be able to just enjoy all of the backstage stuff that's awesome I'm excited. so you know one of the things that i always ask here is you know now that you've done your show right like going back to that moment where you were watching the beep up 
And now that you've done it, you know, to the person that is watching the show that just saw maybe Atlantic City or November was in the audience, whatever. What do you say to that person now that is maybe having some of the same thoughts that you were having that were stopping you from getting started? What does this version of, of Sean that's done a show say? Oh, man. Um, do it anyway. Because every single amount of fear or um, insert thing, you know, missed date night couldn't do or and and really that only comes down to the very end of it that's such a small part of your prep when you have to get in really tight normally it really doesn't affect any part of your life um until you know till you got to get super super focused towards the um for peak week but all of that fear all of the hesitation all of that anxiety that was before that feeling of of accomplishment afterwards, whether, I mean, I had no idea what it meant to be invited to Worlds. I had no idea. I didn't realize that not everybody got a medal. I had, I, I had no idea. I had no idea what any of that meant until way after the fact. But the feeling of accomplishment after that way surpasses any of the discomfort or anxiety or fear that you feel in the beginning. Um, I think that everybody should make, do something that makes you feel a little uncomfortable um, because that getting over that and accom accomplishing that, that feeling is priceless. Man, I was so proud of myself after that. I was so proud of myself. It's like I said, you couldn't tell me anything after that. Like I, like I did it never in a million years did I ever think that I would walk on stage in a bikini in front of God and everybody, you know, <laughs> to be judged regardless of whatever, even that, that was such a, I mean, it wasn't even a thought like I had no expectations, but just to do that in that, that feeling you can't like there's nothing that you know forget about being married or having a baby or whatever just but that feeling of accomplishment right Dude. there yeah is, it's worth all of it I mean it's worth all of it and it makes me want to do it again because I want to feel that way again that's awesome I that's love awesome it. That's mic drop yes mic drop. mic drop for sure you know what that that's the biggest reason why we love these interviews and why we do the show and talk to you guys uh it's those moments because we always want your perspective uh to be what what comes across the most um because you're everybody's everybody goes through their individual experiences mm -hmm. to get to that moment and and for people to listen to it over and over again is 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 really the main reason why why we do these shows and these interviews yeah. so to, to anybody watching like this is one of those shows that you got to go back to and listen to again yes. uh you know so up your cardio do two a days and, and re-listen to the show like comment share subscribe do all the things that people do on podcast sean thank you so thank much for you. being with us today and sharing, and sharing honestly you know 100%.
it's, it's so important to, to, to put this kind of stuff out there and, and for people to get a different perspective on what goes into this. No, I love you guys. And thank you for doing everything that you guys do. Thank you. Uh, thank We're you. so Everybody, excited. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you are listening on Spotify or on radio or any of the ones that we are on, uh, we are back. We've got more episodes to close out this year. Uh, I think that this would be a record month for us <laughs> with shows. We two more this year. We already have one at the very yes. beginning of the year. Uh, Till next time, guys. Peace out. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, guys. <laughs>